Seder Snippets is sponsored by Rene and Jack Nussbaum on the Schuss of Rafur Shlema for Adobas Alta Chaya. We're in the middle of the section of Karbonos of Davening. And last we left off discussing the Karban Tamid, the daily sacrifice once in the morning and once in the evening, representing the Tzibur, representing the community, and also inspiring and reminding us the significance of Tamid, of being constant, of being consistent, of regularity. That in order to achieve greatness in any area, you can't have a casual attitude. You can't see something as negotiable. Just like our status, our identity as a spouse, as a parent, is not temporary, we never take a vacation from it, so too our status as an Eved Hashem, our identity as the one who's here to serve Hashem, is not something we ever take a break from. It's tumid, it's constant, and it is regular. We mentioned it's the very way the Ramah begins, Shulchan Aruch Orachayim, and the very end of his commentary in Orachayim is with the word tumid, Purim Katan, when he says, Tov Lev Mishta Tamid, in the beginning when he says, a Jew should wake up in the morning with the attitude, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, that Hashem is always opposite me. Everything I do, He's by my side. He's with me in a challenging moment. He's with me during a moment of temptation. I shouldn't watch that thing or say that thing with the feeling that Hashem is in the room. In fact, the Sharei Tshuva quotes a practice that some had to write on a piece of paper, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, and place that piece of paper in the sitter. If you daven at a table, at a shtender, have it embroidered on the back of your talus bag. But Shari Tshuva quotes a practice that will help us focus our davening. If we remember Hashem is always here. Whenever on vacation, you can't hide. You can never take a break. He's ever present. And not in a scary, punitive way, but in a loving, present, supportive expectation, lifting us up, helping us be the best version of ourselves. Perhaps it should be the home screen of one's uh, cell phone or put on one's computer monitor Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid a modern application of the of the Sharei Tshuva the next section we read in Karbonos those who read Karbonos and those who read this next section is the Parsha of the Ketoros the story of the incense we happen to have read yesterday in Shul and Parshas Kisisa some of the practice to read it before davening is part of Karbonos some read the Ketoros the end of davening some do both the Saksfar reads it before Mincha so the Ketoros is very very uh, significant and uh, we won't get into whether it's virtuous and meritorious to say it from a cloth or not. It's quoted by some that there's a school of, there's a, a, a very positive impact of reading the Parsha of the Torah from a cloth. Others disagree and say it's a violation of halacha. You're not supposed to segment Torah with Dio on a cloth in an incomplete Parsha. So to just segregate this Parsha, some suggest is actually a halachic problem. What I'll tell you is definitely a problem are the people who come late to shul, leave early, talk the whole time, have the fastest monastery in the room, but read Parsha Saktoros from a cloth. That is a skula for nothing but looking arrogant and ridiculous. It's not a skula. We have a skula called the Amida, the Shmonasrei. You have an audience with the Ribona Shalom. So to neglect the audience with the Ribona Shalom, to pour out our heart, to ask for anything, to seek his support and his love, to neglect that opportunity or to talk in his presence and ignore him, but then think that somehow mystically you're going to read it from a cloth, it's going to help you with Parnasa. Kodesh Baruch Hu can't be very happy with that. But anyway, we say in Parshas... You'll excuse my uh, editorial comment. We say in the Parshas HaKetoros, we, uh, again, for those who read it, we say in the Parshas HaKetoros, we quote, the Brisa Tanya Reb Nason Omer, Kishu Shochik Omer, Hadek Hetev Hetev Hadek Mdeshako Yofel Lebesamim. The Kohen who's grinding the spices for the incense, someone oversees him and says to him, grind it very fine, grind it well, fine, you should grind it. 
And why do we have somebody, it's a very Jewish thing, to have someone looking over his shoulder telling him what to do. Why do we have someone over his shoulder telling him what to do? The Bryce itself tells us, because the coal is good. How is the coal good? How does that work? Someone's voice impacts the quality, impacts the result of the incense that's produced. Like my grandmother's sponge cake, she would talk to her sponge cake, it only came out well when she talked to it the right way. How does it work? So I saw one interpretation is, it's not that it impacts the besamim, it impacts the kohen. This kohen's his hands hurt. He's grinding the besamim. It gets old. It's rote. It feels stale. Hakol yafel besamim means when someone gives us encouragement, a positive word, a compliment. When someone is there to lift us up, it's yafel besamim. The quality of our work improves. The quality of what we're doing, of what we produce, is elevated when we have words of encouragement. When someone is lifting us up, Ketoros, we know we mentioned it uh, yesterday. is made up of eleven spices. Ten of them are pleasantly fragrant. In the eleventh, the chelbana has a repugnant odor. And yet, when it's integrated into the ten, it's blended, and the aroma of them combined is positive. From this, our, our Chazal teaches, the Gemara Krisus Rashi yesterday quotes, That when we daven, when we create a community or a minion, we don't exclude anyone. The person who, whose, whose fragrance is not consistent with ours, from our perspective, they're producing a repugnant odor. We don't exclude them. We include all. Because we're children of Hashem. When He looks down, He wants to see that we're working, that we're working together. In fact, it was the smoke of the Ketoros, which was Mala Asham, which went straight up. When David HaMelech has to appeal to Hashem, accept my prayer. He doesn't say like a carbon. He says, accept my prayer like Ketoros, direct root without being influenced by the elements, because when we're together, then, Kadesh Baruch Hu answers much more favorably our tefillos. In fact, we begin Kol Nidre, our holiest night of the year we mentioned, with this statement, it goes back to the time of the last of the Balayatosos, Rami Rutenberg, When it comes to davening, we want to show Hashem that His children, we and our brothers and sisters, we're all getting along. We're not sitting in judgment of one another, but we are all, we are all together. And then, of course, we conclude the section of Karbanos, and I'll conclude with Eza Makam and the fifth parak of Zvachim. Why? In order to fulfill what Rav Amram Gon, the Tosfos quotes, that we uh, learn the Psukim, and then we say the Mishnah, and the Brisa of Rabbi Shmuel. So here we're saying the Eza Makam. Why did we choose Eza Makam, the fifth parak of Zvachim? And it's been said since the time of Rav Amram Gon, it was established to say Eza Makam. The Shlach Kodesh, in fact, points out Eza Makam is not just, you shouldn't daven it up, one should learn it. It's the fifth parak. There have been people who have been reciting Eza Makoman their whole life for decades and decades. They don't understand one word of what it means. The whole goal, the purpose is to learn it. So it's worth setting aside time at one point in life to understand it. So when you say it every morning for the rest of your life, we understand what we're saying. Why did we choose this? Shlach says it's learning. You should be recited with a nigun. The same way when one recites learning, they do so with a, with a tune. So the Beis Yosef quotes the Ra'ah, one of the Rishonim, that the reason that it was chosen, Eza Mekoman is, Eza Mekoman is the only parak in Shas that has no machlokas. There's no debate. Every Mishnah is given, universal, it's given, everybody agrees, unanimous. There are no machlokas and there are no debates in this parak, which means two things. Number one, it's the most accurate transmission from Moshe Misinai. There's no debate what exactly the din, what exactly the halacha was, but everybody unanimously agrees this is the halacha, the way it was originally dictated. But I think even more significant for the way we begin our day is with no machlokas. We read Ezra Mekoman, and that's the section, Davka, that we learned to remind us as we begin our day and embark on our day, 
that it's very important in life to try to avoid machlokas at all costs, because after all, there is no greater bracha in our world than shalom.